Well, well, well. The Miami Heat have defeated the Atlanta Hawks in five games. And for many out there, you were expecting an upset. And you were expecting an upset led by Tommy's number six player in the NBA, Trey Young. But if you were watching this series like I was watching, you saw that Trey Young was locked up. And the rest of this Hawks team was locked up. And while they were able to squeak out a game, Heat were just being a little bit generous by giving them that one game. The Heat were clearly the better team all throughout this series. And now they will get the chance to play the winner of the 76ers Raptors series, which we'll get to in a little bit. But as a Heat fan, I'm I'm rooting for the Raptors. But we have a great show planned for everyone today. That's only the beginning of our Heat talk. Welcome back to the 25-8 Sportscast. I am Jet, and I'm with a very, very happy Tommy to know that all of that, all of those statements said about Jimmy Butler, about Gabe Vincent, about the Miami Heat culture, about Markeith Morris. <laughs> we, can't, we, we have to remind ourselves, we can't get ahead of ourselves. It's only the first round, but this is a step in the right direction in proving everyone out there, including Tommy, including Stephen A. Smith, Colin Coward, all of those guys, the media at large. This is only the beginning, and our us as dangerous loomers, we're going to be looming all the way into the finals. Tommy, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing. Uh, I was doing better before that, honestly, but I'm still doing pretty good today. A few things I'd like to clarify. One could very easily argue that the outcome of this series was an upset. I think the better team lost, and I would consider that an upset. I think most people would by most stretches. Uh, for those of you that are watching at home on YouTube today, you may notice that I'm wearing an Orlando Magic hat. And the reason for this is very simple. It's the fourth best major sports team in the state of Florida. Obviously, the Panthers and Lightning come in top two. Tampa Bay Rays at three. Orlando Magic at four. Um, Heat, Marlins, Dolphins. They're scrapping down there at the bottom somewhere. Where's the box, you could argue Where's the box on that list? Bucks are five. Uh, you know, we, we have yet to see, I mean, Brady's fresh off retirement. He may have had a year off and just might not be the same quarterback after that long retirement, but you know, we never know. But yeah, in response to Jets out of pocket intro, um, I'd like to apologize on behalf of me, Jet and everyone else here at the 25, eight sports cast team, um, it was rough to listen to, and I'm sure you guys are just fed up with all this heat banter. Fed up, but they had to hear it because after all the slander from the 25-8 sports viewership, this had to be said. And I know, like I said, I can't get ahead of myself. And us Heat fans, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. It's just on to the next round. But um, when we compare the 76ers and the Heat, which I'm sure we're going to get to in a little bit, one team's going in one direction and one team's going in the other direction. And that's that's very notable, especially with the Raptors having a similar play style and culture to the Miami Heat. Well, you know, we'll get there when we do. And I have plenty of answers for, you know, what we're watching right now. So stay tuned for that towards the end of the episode. Jet, is there a tea dish for us today? Not today, but I just want oh, okay. this this day is really honoring the Heat and what they've done so far and, and what's to come. <laughs> All right, that's not really what we needed to hear. Um, if you hear my bird tweeting in the background, just know 
uh, I really don't like that bird very much. Um, it's more of a family bird kind of thing. Um, but it's okay. So let's go ahead. Let's just get right into it, Jet. I mean, we need to get right into I'm, these I'm games a, that we've missed. I'm excited. Go ahead. I am. Okay. No, I, yeah. I, I'm really excited. I think I think we should start off with another series that is in its completion. Um, the Boston Celtics sweeping the Brooklyn Nets. Well, well, let's go ahead and talk about the Heat first. You already wanted to talk. Let's just dive deeper into the games, talk about what we're seeing. Is that is that fine with you? Yeah, that's fine. So let's just go. I mean, this is a very one-sided series. The underdogs came out on top. Um, let's go ahead and just delve right into game five because there really wasn't much else to look at. Just look at the conclusion. Um, Jimmy Butler, just another game where he lagged out on his team. He didn't really, I mean, he doesn't see the vision. He's faking an injury right now, right in the inflammation. Well, let me stop you right there before you, before you get ahead of yourself. Um, <laughs> I, I sent you a stat the other day, kind of detailing the best players in the NBA playoffs so far. Um, while Jimmy Butler hasn't played as many minutes as someone like a Nerlens Noel, um, he has played. He has played to the best of his abilities, and he has outperformed some of the mega superstars in these NBA playoffs. He's outperformed Giannis, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, John Morant, Luka Doncic, and the stat I'm reading is per uh, NBA underscore math on Twitter, and they evaluate based off of players' minutes how much they have done with those minutes. Jimmy Butler is way above everyone, so I don't want to hear it with. Jimmy Butler's not really injured. And honestly, I don't care if he wasn't injured because he needed to take that game off, get an extra game, an extra day to prepare for what's going to be a very challenging series no matter who the opponent is. So kudos for Jimmy for sticking up for his body and (laughs) an outstanding first series where he averaged over 30 points a game. Can never see James Harden do that, so. Um, Okay. So... Jet's very passionate right now. He is, he's high on the Miami Heat drug, and it, it's understandable. I mean, this is as far as the success goes for this team this season, but we'll get into that later. Um, Jimmy Butler, yeah, I guess you could say he's these mega superstars, which he is not, um, because look at it this way. Odubel Herrera has played about four games this season in Major League Baseball. Just looking at statistical numbers, you could say – with his service time this season, he's outperformed the likes of Mike Trout and Juan Soto. But realistically, Jet, we know that he hasn't because he hasn't played very long. And that's, I mean, that's about the same for Jimmy Butler against Giannis Antetokounmpo, the more talented Thonasis Antetokounmpo. Um, yeah, but it, we'll see. I mean, you'll see what Jimmy Butler does against a real defense. That's, that's what I'm going to leave it at. But yeah, he he won this in five. Bam Adebayo looked really good. I'm not too sure why he's playing 41 minutes in a game five. Um, I, I think that's a bad move by the guy that you like to to jack a little bit in Eric Spolstra. He should not have been on the court very much. P.J. Tucker, your favorite Heat player for whatever reason, he didn't do very much. Max Struess, I mean, I, I have hated this guy for a long time now. And it dates back to when Jet told me to place a player prop parlay on um, Duncan Robinson. Duncan, yeah, on Duncan Robinson to hit five threes. He said, "Yeah, dude, it's a lock." Uh, I placed it, and Max Struess hit like fourteen threes that game. So, so kudos to Struess for 
just being a, a Fink family hated, most hated. Gabe Vincent, blah, blah, blah. Not a lot to talk to on the Heat side. Atlanta yeah, Hawks, very you disappointing. Don't, you, don't, you don't want to bring up Victor Oladipo, I see. I don't know who that is. Very disappointing on the Hawks side. Uh, Trey, just uh, all around a brutal series for him. Trey Young did literally nothing to help this team win. And when you mix that with a bunch of other players that you can't really count on to win either, then you get basically the outcome of the series. I don't think it, it's much cause for high praises for the Heat because, yes, their defense looked good, but the Hawks' offense looked awful. I mean, there is no team play. Uh, Trey Young just last night, 2 for 12. I mean, he's been missing free throws all series as well. Like, like a good amount of – like, I think he's missed multiple free throws in every single game this series. So, Trey Young just looked – I mean, he looked – either he's hurt and we're going to find it out in a few days – or there's just wrong or his mental, mental Jets shaking his head at, can, for the you, life you, of me. I can't you, figure out you why. Can, you can make excuses, I know, for all you want. I know you want to justify why you still have Trey Young as your number six player um, in the NBA. And you can say all you want about the offense struggling, but that just was not the case. This offense was highly productive all throughout the season. And when they come and face this key team that's defense, you said was good. I think good is an understatement. They had a game plan all written up for everything that the Hawks are trying to do, even in last night's game, really just putting the pressure on, whether it's through double teams or the 2-3 zone or switching from Bam to PJ to Jimmy throughout the series on Trey Young. Uh, they just wreaked havoc on Trey Young, and this has been a common theme throughout Trey Young versus the Heat in his series. Uh, the Heat will always have Trey Young's number. Um, the Heat is Trey Young's daddy. Wow. Very interesting way to put it. And no, no excuses are being made. I was trash talking Trey Young just as much as the next guy. I guess that was lost in translation somewhere. Either way, it's over. Hawks look terrible. They looked like the number eight seed. Heat looks pretty good. They looked like a top five seed. So that's how we're going to leave that off. Let's go ahead and talk about the next one that we were going to talk about, the other finished series. Um, Celtics and Nets. And wow, Brooklyn, what are you doing, man? Ben Simmons. I mean, we tried to tell you. We, as in 76ers fans, tried to tell everybody that Ben Simmons is not a player. He's a Twitch streamer. Ben Simmons is, is sitting there watching his team just absolutely struggle while he, he fakes mental illness and, what is it, back strain? Lower back strain. This guy's had a lower back strain since he was born, apparently. Um, something is strained in his somewhere in his cranium as well. It, it's tough to watch this guy just absolutely sink a ship. And while you can't put all the blame on him because you know Kyrie and KD did not look themselves this series, you have to give a lot of credit to Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum, you think of that name and you think of an absolute bona fide scorer at his young age already. You don't think about the defensive numbers that he's putting up and the defensive production he's been putting up. And frankly, for me, I, this is the first time I've seen him play defense and, like, actually looked at it. I mean, he looked really good on defense. I mean, he he was stride for stride with everybody that he was matched up against this whole series. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a really impressive showing from the Celtics team. Obviously, in our uh, playoff predictions, Tommy had the Nets winning this series on the, on the hopes that Ben Simmons was going to return. 
and be able to take over for this Nets team. I had I had faith in the Celtics in, in large part due to their late season run. And like Tommy mentioned, the defense, especially led by Jason Tatum, and what they've really been able to do this second half of this season has been really impressive. Um, the Nets played like a seven seed. I know a lot of people coming into it expected them to play like a top three seed, but it's possible that the Kevin Durant and Kyrie combination is just never going to work out and never going to make for a championship run. Unfortunate just because of the level of talent that both of those guys have, but the Celtics are, as a Heat fan, they are the clear threat to um, to the Heat, in my opinion. That's why I do have a Heat Celtics conference finals, but um, if the Bucs end up winning tonight against the Bulls, we're recording on a, a Wednesday, I do expect the Bucs-Celtics series to be an extremely entertaining one. Yeah, that would be an entertaining series. Uh, if you live in Boston, you get to see your team sweep another team. Unfortunately, that series will not happen because the Miami Heat will not make it that far. Jet, you you have to realize they're on different sides of the bracket. That's not what's coming up next. You realize that, right? I said the Celtics Bucks series is going to be extremely entertaining, not the Heat Celtics. Oh, okay. The Heat Celtics. That that's going to be entertaining. <laughs> but like I said. The theme of this episode is not getting ahead of ourselves. I'm sure Tom is gonna <laughs> gonna start getting ahead of himself as he talks about the uh, 76ers stealing a game on the road in Toronto tonight. But uh, that remains to be seen if that's if that's what he decides to say. I mean, I would like to just first point out this is the first time Jed has ever had notes for this show, so he's extremely horny to talk about his Miami Heat right now. If you're watching on YouTube, he's smiling and he's just. He's adjusting himself. Like he's he's very very excited. Like he's excited. Like you gotta. If you're not on YouTube right now, tune on YouTube just to look at this part. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's unbelievably excited. Either way, I can't. I I just can't believe. It. I mean, he was so confident in this team, but now like they win one series and he can't get a hold of them. I always had confidence in this team. It's just I I was at a ten in confidence level. I'm at eleven. I'm at an eleven now. So oh god. Celtics are a really good team. Brooklyn Nets, we'll have to see how the Celtics play against the Bucks to know if the Nets are a good team or not. Because if the Celtics come out against the Bucks and just get walloped, then you kind of think, well, Brooklyn isn't very good at all. But if the opposite is true, then you never really know just how talented this Bucks team or this Nets team was. I saw a very ignorant tweet a few days ago that said the Brooklyn Nets are the second best team in the NBA this year. It just so happens that the Celtics are the number one team. To which I replied, the number two team would not get swept by the number one team because then every single NBA Finals would be a four-game sweep. That was just a stupid take. But like I said, I think it is still – I think the Nets are still a good team. It just remains to be seen how the Celtics are against other teams. Um, what series do you want to talk about next, Jet? I think those are the those are the two closest games to culmination, I guess, other than – the Warriors game is, is very. Yeah, I mean, I there, mean there's not decided. much. There's really not much to speak about the Bucks, Bulls, and the Warriors Nuggets series. Those series will most likely come to a conclusion. I would assume tonight. tonight um, obviously, for for them moving on. Um, I know Tom didn't expect the Warriors, but we both expected the Bucks to move on. So that's that's there. And then there's some. There's a few series that could definitely come down to the wire. I don't know if you want to touch on those now. Yeah, we can touch on those now. So those few series that you mentioned, Phoenix has a 3-2 lead over the, over the Pelicans. Let's talk about that one first. Okay. 
we talked about it last time. Last time we hopped on was the night after, or I think it might have been the night of the Devin Booker injury. Yeah. And so now it's a 3-2 series. Phoenix dominated last night, which we kind of expected because they were at home. So now tomorrow night, though, do you think we see Pelicans push this to a seven games? Or not tomorrow, just whenever they play. I just I just can't see it. Um, I know the Suns are going to still be without Devin Booker, and the Pelicans have been playing well considering – we can't forget their 10 games on their 500, and they somehow were able to sneak into these playoffs in large part due to the efforts led by Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and company. Um, Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado, the, the sneaky <laughs> assassin. Uh, people are people are starting to catch on him now that it's been all over social media, but that, that's still it's still definitely funny to watch when he does do it. Um, I expect the Suns to win this game and then close out this series. However, it's going to be very tough, I think, to for them to cover expectations or even exceed expectations now that they're dealing with the Devin Booker injury with him expected to be sidelined two to three weeks from when the injury um, initially happened. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I don't agree with is I think this game does go seven. I think McCollum and Ingram do absolutely put this team on their back because, I mean, I think it was very disappointing if they lost one at home. I mean, they split at home the first two times. And then Phoenix won at home this time. So I think New Orleans is going to win at home uh, coming here in a few days. I think Phoenix. Yeah, go ahead. I think Phoenix ultimately wins this series. But I also think that's in Phoenix's best interest to have this go seven games. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they purposely force a seven game because they, it's going to be tough for them to come out with a win against any second round team without Booker especially with how they look against the Pelicans. But how does them forcing a, another game going to change the weather, Devin? Because the series is always still going to start at the same time. I don't think it push it gets pushed back a little bit. Oh, well, uh, that's something that uh, I'm unaware of. Um, thought, they would, thought they would get a little bit extra time. But either way, <laughs> there's just there's no shot that Phoenix – Phoenix is not beating uh, Dallas. Well, one thing, one Booker. thing I wanted to mention. I know I just threw you off your game there. Um, Willie Green has he said anything on the status of Zion Williamson? I don't know if you've heard anything about that. I don't know. I, I did, I've heard that Elvin Gentry said that we could see Zion in Game Seven, though. Okay. Yeah. Elvin Gentry. I actually text him sometimes. Okay. Okay. How's yeah, he doing? Alvin Gentry. How's he doing? Good. He's good. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Phoenix is not beating Dallas really uh, without without Devin Booker. Interesting. There's no chance they beat Dallas without Devin Booker. I'm sorry. I know you're you're very high on Dallas. I still have my questions. Obviously, you were looking like you're going to get that correct with the, the Dallas Mavericks over the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz, even with them taking two games in the series so far, um, you can argue that they shouldn't have even taken those two games. They have not been playing great all series. Um, Rudy Gobert, the usage there is still an issue, but the Suns Mavericks. I mean, the, the the big difference in that series, if it ends up happening, is the Mavericks ha- will have the best player on the court in Luka Doncic, and ever since coming off of injury, he's you know got back to right where he left off, and I don't expect that to change anytime soon. So we could be seeing the Mavericks potential. I don't. I still see the Suns winning that series, but the Mavericks could be that that story that we see making a deep run in the playoffs this year. 
yeah, I think I think there's a high possibility, especially like I said, just because of their matchup in the second round is against a Devin Bookerless Phoenix Suns, um, which I guess it couldn't doesn't necessarily count as a magical run, but like we could still very easily see them in the Western Conference Finals just because of who they're matching up against. And I don't know if you recall this, Jet, but I did say they need to get Rudy Gobert involved more. That's right. They they got Rudy Gobert involved in Game Five. He went six of seven for 17 points, five of seven from the free throw, and 26 minutes. So he didn't even play that long, and he got involved. The outcome of the game, however, was 102 to 77. So maybe that wasn't the recipe well, until you actually further delve into it yeah. when you realize that Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell finally got him involved and combined for a five of 21. Yes, five of 21. For 13 points, Jet. This is Spida we're talking about. Spida yeah. did end up getting hurt. Um, I don't. I actually am not very sure on what the status of that injury is. Do you know? Um. So an MRI of his hamstring came back negative. He's dealing with bruising in both of his quadriceps, and he may be sidelined for Thursday. So his his status is still up in the air. Obviously, that is a big, big factor and what the outcome of Thursday night's game is going to be. The game is in Dallas. I'm in Utah, and Dallas is favored by two and a half. So if Donovan Mitchell doesn't play, I think Dallas wraps up this series. Even if Donovan Mitchell does play, won't be surprised if Dallas still finishes it off. You can't have a game where Gobert goes off and then Conley and Mitchell don't, and vice versa. Both of the, All of these guys have to be firing on all cylinders, especially when you're in an elimination game at this point. But... I still have hope in, the hope in the Jazz. I would like for this game to go seven, but I just have not seen enough from for them to make me believe that they're going to be able to get the job done. Yeah, I agree. I think that two and a half points is a great bet to hit right now, honestly. If Dallas is favored by two and a half and we don't know if Mitchell's going to play, hammer that. Because I think, I think Dallas wins by... 10 plus, honestly. I mean, they just they just won by 30 points, basically. Absolutely. Um, and that's, I mean, starters came out like it, it was rough. And Jalen Brunson, by the way, has not really slowed down. No. What's going on? When, ever since, ever since I think <laughs> I said it on one of the episodes, Jalen Brunson's never gonna have this kind of game again. <laughs> I have totally just put my foot in my mouth, stuck it all the way down my mouth, and I just, you know. Jet, that was really too far to say on air. I got to be honest with you. Uh, wow, Jet. Unbelievable that you really just went there. I'm going to go ahead and take over, and we're just going to move on completely to a different series because I hope our viewers at home did not hear that. Let's go ahead and talk about what I think is shaping up to be the most interesting series of this first round, and that is Timberwolves-Grizzlies. I think this could easily go seven games, Jet. I mean, do you... Do you see this ending next time they, they meet? Do you think Memphis wins it in six, or do you think we see a seven game? I, I think we're definitely seeing a seven-game series. I said this on another podcast that besides the Nets-Celtics series, which I thought was – On what? Games, what? You said this on what? On another podcast that I do on the side. Obviously, this is, wow. my, this is my primary focus, obviously, just like I said in the other podcast. But, Shaking um, my head. Grizzlies Timberwolves, I said on that podcast that other than the Celtics Nets, I had a feeling that it was going to be the most exciting series. Celtics Nets wasn't exciting at all, but this series has had it all. Um, whether, you know, you're live betting on the game, hoping for the Grizzlies to somehow, you know, 
pick up the win at the end of the game or just watching as a Grizzlies or Timberwolves fan waiting for that next fan to go onto the court and glue themselves or however this this series has had it all. Um, I do expect the the um the Timberwolves to win to win the next series and then go to a game seven back in Memphis where I think Memphis will get the job done. But um, kudos to the Timberwolves for what they've done so far. They've really hung in with the Grizzlies team that. They were the number two team in the Western Conference all year, led by John Morant. But I do expect the Grizzlies to still be able to take care of business at home in Game 7. How about that John Morant poster? Special. <laughs> Special. That's, that's an understatement, though. I mean, what he's able to do, just the athletic freak of nature that he is compared to... I mean, you, you talked about the dunk contest before, bringing that up again. Um, just the, the type of athletes that participate in that. Nothing, no offense to them, but it's unfortunate we're not able to see more guys like John Moran who are able to make these special dunks happen. Um, it, it is really unfortunate, but John Moran, he is one of the large reasons why this Timberwolves series has been so exciting. Yeah, I think that uh, Obi Toppin really needs to take notes. Mm-hmm. I think that any Nick player doing something like that would be really special because that's the first time I did anything. No, I mean, I don't know. If it sounds like we aren't too high energy on this John Morant dunk, we are. It's just we already talked about it. Um, and then Jet made some Carl Anthony Towns joke that was absolutely just – you can't say that stuff on air. Um, it was disgusting, frankly. But let's go ahead and move on to the 76 – well, first let me just say, I have the Timberwolves winning this in seven. Really? I think the Timberwolves are going to win this series. What, what is what's the complete 360? You were you were totally the complete 180. Actually, um, you were totally <laughs> high on the, the Memphis Grizzlies, pretty much riding them all season more than your beloved 76ers, and now you're just jumping off the bandwagon before the round round one has come to a conclusion. Explain yourself. Uh, jumping off the bandwagon is code for exactly what I thought would happen. I said this team was too young. Even though the Timberwolves are young as well, I think they just have more – they have more firepower. I mean, the Grizzlies have Desmond Bain, John Morant, um, and, you know, other guys. They just have other guys. I'm serious. Like, that's what, that's what I would call it. They have Desmond Jane, John Morant, and other guys. And then you look at the Timberwolves lineup, it's just – it's deeper. Carl Anthony Towns – Anthony Edwards is is crazy. I mean, Anthony Edwards is like another. I mean, he's like one step below John Moran, in my opinion. He's a year younger and one step below. You could very easily see him take because John Morant apparently is most improved player this season. So technically, if Anthony Edwards makes a jump to John Morant's skill level, I mean, he's basically he's almost poised for it. Yeah, I mean, I, that was bizarre that John Moran received the yeah. most improved when there's there's guys that have taken larger steps that aren't taking those steps to get to um, all-star status where John Moran is now. That was a questionable decision by the voters. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still have the Grizzlies winning this series. We can't discount what they've been able to do all year. The Grizzlies did have a little taste of the playoffs last year, unlike the Timberwolves, so that that does give them a little step ahead of the Timberwolves. Um I don't. I still don't think they're going to be able to go that far, especially if they have to face the Golden State Warriors next round, which will be an extremely tough, tough task. But it, this series is definitely going to be, definitely have an exciting finish. 
Yeah, did you see the video? Uh, John Moran apparently left the Most Improved Player Award, and yeah, that yeah. was that was cool to see. That was that was very cool. uh, yeah. Um, honestly, I think that would have been a, a more correct move by the NBA to even do it that way. Give it to him instead. Yeah, honestly, you could definitely make the argument for him, Tyler Hero, uh, Max no. Spruce, Gabe Vincent, like a bunch of guys. I mean, I definitely would have given it to Desmond Bain. But um, you can make an argument for a bunch of guys. Wow, I think I think it should have been. I think Maxi should have been up there. Jordan Poole should have been up there. I think those should have been the two finalists for most improved player. Well, until we have voting privileges for the NBA awards, then we will have other media members who have have interesting opinions make those decisions for us. All right, Timberwolves over Grizzlies in seven. And the final series that we have not gotten to yet is my Philadelphia 76ers just taking care of business against the Toronto Raptors here so far. Um, This is exactly what I want to see as a Sixers fan. Playing great. We are, I mean, Jock Rivers said it best himself. There's much more in the tank that we haven't used these past two games. Perfect way to put it. Give your players, you know, get them ready, tune them up for the Heat when we clamp their defense again. Um, you know, when I think about Sixers and Heat, I just think about the great game in the regular season where the Heat went full try hard, kind of like the Mets did in spring training. Uh, and, you know, they just they couldn't beat our backups. It, w- it was incredible. No James Harden and no Joel Embiid. Uh, Tyrese Maxey might waft the floor, uh, mops the floor. And it was just – it was a great team effort win. B-Ball Paul got some minutes. So a lot to look forward to here. If you live in Philadelphia, if you don't, I'm sorry for what's to come in round two of the NBA. Hold, um, hold, hold up one second because we're, we're talking here right now. Like the 76ers have a commanding 3-0 lead on, on the Raptors, and they're about to Didn't take they? the series. And they did. They did have a 3-0 <laughs> commanding lead. But – like 76ers teams in the past, they always find a way to take what's so good and just turn it into shit. That's exactly what they've done the past two games in this series. Um, the Raptors have been playing extremely well after a very slow start. Game six is obviously tonight, uh, tomorrow night in Toronto. And Toronto has really flipped the switch. And like I mentioned before, they have that, they embody somewhat of that huge culture. Uh, the 76ers team that we're seeing now is totally different than when they started the season. And I have plenty of concerns of even them getting past the Raptors. We're, we're not, we're, we're very accustomed to Doc Rivers blowing three, one leads. And if that happens again, it won't even be that odd just because it's happened before. So I don't think anyone would be shocked at all if that were to happen, especially with Joel Embiid's track record with facing the Raptors in the playoffs in previous seasons. But um, while as a huge fan, I would hope for the Raptors to win this series. I still expect the 76ers to win in seven games in Philadelphia, but it's going to be a very tough, tough battle for, for them to face the heat, especially with them not as dominant as they were to be, to start this postseason. Bad take all around there, Jed, honestly, I, I have to tell you, Joel B is just fine. Aside from a torn ligament in his thumb, Aside from the torn ligament in his thumb, he's still scoring, Jet. He's still scoring. 
All we need is for James Harden to wake the hell up, and we're fine. But you're forgetting something. When has James Harden ever woken up in the playoffs? It's just a bad narrative around his name. I have to tell you, it's a bad narrative around his name. I think that we need to stop letting him run point, let Tyrese take the ball up, and let Harden get open, and let Harden get some open looks. For some reason, Doc Rivers doesn't really know how to run an organization. I've been watching basketball for a year now, and I already feel like I can coach this team better than Doc Rivers does. I mean, this guy calls timeouts, and the play that he wants to run next is just pass the ball into Embiid and see if he can score. He doesn't run plays. This guy literally has no playbook. Um, Glenn Rivers is a fart. That's the best way to describe him, honestly. He's an old fart, doesn't know how to run teams. It's gross. I saw I saw a graphic about his past like ten playoff appearances. They were all like he blew leads to to get himself out, like way before Philadelphia. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's the first guy ever to blow a three zero lead in the playoffs. I would be absolutely beside myself. I would be so upset uh, because you know, as a Phillies fan, do I really have that much to look forward to right now? No. no. Colts are going to be great. We know that. So I can look forward to NFL, but if the Sixers don't even give me like a, a, a decent playoff push, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be an upset cat in the next few, I, I mean, next few the, months. The reality is the odds are that you are going to be disappointed with the outcome of the 76 year season, just because I just don't see them getting past the heat or the Bucks or the Celtics. Um, just another it's going to be another disappointing season for the Philadelphia 76ers fan base and team. But it's just kind of kind of a theme how things have been going as of late for this franchise. Uh, maybe it's time to move on from Joel Embiid. Maybe it's time to not give James Harden a second chance on the squad. Maybe Tyrese Maxey isn't the player that we all thought he could be. Uh, a lot of questions I think we have to ask about the well, 70. Lot, hold lot, on. A lot, lot, lot of questions. What does Tyrese Maxey have to do with? Let me all right. Let me first just reassemble everybody listening to the show. The Sixers were up 3-0. They lost a game in Toronto to go down to go up 3-1. They lost a game at home to go up 3-2, where the offense looked terrible. Is that not normal? Is it not normal to drop one on the road and then drop one because you just couldn't figure everybody has off days? Tyrese Maxey couldn't shoot for crap. James Harden hasn't been able to shoot this whole series which I think will turn around. Um, let me just go back to last game. The problem is that they didn't get the job done in Toronto. It's that they couldn't get the job done on their home court, which now sends the series back to Toronto, which is going to be even extremely taller task to, to be able to win on the road. And then if they lose, obviously the odds are them to win in Philadelphia, but it's still not a given. The thing that I didn't like was Matisse Thibault was back in the lineup. And what he did with his 14 minutes, two points, two rebounds, one for six from the field, 0 for two from the free throw line, one steal, one turnover. And do you know where his two points came from, Jet? I don't know if you're aware. No. He airballed a three, and Siakam and Boucher fought for a rebound and tipped it in. <laughs> so he was 0 for six okay. and 0 for two from the line. And people say people love him because of his defense. I'm not on that train. He had one steal. 
So basically, he ran around for 14 minutes, and I, I bet his plus minus was absolutely. I don't know. I don't. Is there a way to find? Oh, okay. Well, somehow it's minus one. That's I don't understand that. Plus minus was minus one. He he absolutely sucked. James Harden four from four for eleven, two for six from the three. Joel Embiid shot four threes. I just think it was an unfortunate loss. I, I think we're absolutely fine. I don't think we'll win in Toronto, but we'll we'll win game seven. And I don't think there's going to be any question about it. I don't think it's going to be a close game, really. Um, but, yeah, just disappointing coaching by Glenn. Disappointing play by, by James. And uh, Tobias Harris has really stepped it up. I've loved to watch Tobias this whole series. He looked He's looked really good. And he's filled in where James Harden hasn't yet. And when James Harden, you know, pulls his beard out of his butthole, we'll be in good shape. Absolutely. That's a great way to put it right there. Um, sums it up. Um, all you need to know about James Harden and his performance in playoffs in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, obviously, I mean, it would be a lot of fun, a 76ers Heat series. Obviously, it's a bigger task for the Heat. Probably a big, even bigger task for the 76ers. But uh, nevertheless, um, once we get to the next round of basketball, it's going to get even more intense, more competitive. And I'm sure Tom is going to come up with numerous things to say um, about the new culture at large. So let's just give a quick breakdown of round two, because this episode is probably running pretty long already. Round two, we're both looking at Heat Sixers. How many games is the question? It's a seven-game series still, and I, I know – I believe I said that to begin with. I still believe it will go seven games. And you have the Sixers on top? I have the Heat on top. That's not even a question. Okay. You have the Heat on top, correct? I, I have the Sixers and six. Okay. I think we go – we go down 2-0, and then we sweep. <laughs> okay. You win, the, you win the first two at home – you get so high on this Miami Heat drug. You think the series is over. We win two at home. We steal one on the road, and then we win back at home. I see it totally differently. I, I agree with us, the Heat picking up the first two at home. I think we split on the road, 3-1 Heat going back to Miami. I think the 76ers get the next two in, in Miami and in Philly, and then back in Miami, we finish it on our home court for Game 7. Yeah, I mean, I don't really – I don't believe Miami Heat have a home court, really. really? They don't have enough fans. That's yeah. another – I'm going to add this to my list that I have right here of reasons <laughs> why I know that Tommy has not tuned into a Heat game. Um, <laughs> uh, that's my sixth thing. What I'm else gonna... is on the list? Um, Purposely trashing Jimmy Butler and not looking at box scores. <laughs> Um, not knowing half of the team when literally half of the team plays each and every game because the, the bench is so deep. Um, I know the whole team. You don't. That's the thing. Um, I could name everybody on that stupid team. Go right now. Do it. <laughs> uh, Bam. Okay. T- Tyler Hero. Okay. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Kyle Lowry. Okay. Uh, PJ Tucker. Okay. Gabe Vincent. Okay. Duncan Robinson. Yeah. Max Struess. Yeah. Um, that one. 
He reminds me of Clint Capella. I forget his name. He he went off. He went off last game. You know, like you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, but it's for you to say. I can't remember the name right now. That what? happens. Deadman? No, not Deadman. Who? I'm looking at the box score. I, it's I, I know exactly who it is that I'm talking about. Um Oh, Caleb Martin. Not Caleb Martin, dude. You serious right now? Oladipo. Oh yeah, yeah. Oladipo. I don't know why he reminds me of just uh, maybe the name a little bit. Capella Oladipo. It, uh, that's the only reason. No, he went off. Did Dwayne Dedman go off last game? Oh, I don't. I, okay, I, so I, what I, are you saying? But there you go. I, I named like 10 guys. Ten, I know the not, team. Not the full team, but I uh, understandable. Still learning. Still learning. NBA is still, you're still learning. Work in progress. We'll get we'll get you up to speed. Don't worry. That is the plan by the end of the, the playoffs. So you're, you're ready to go for preseason 2022. Sixers and six over the heat. I'm going Milwaukee and seven over Boston. What do you have for that? I'm going Boston and six over Milwaukee. Six. Yeah. Wow. I'm going. I'm going Dallas over New Orleans in five. I will take um wait a second. Yeah, I said it. Stop. I said it. Phoenix, Phoenix over Dallas in six. Dallas over New Orleans in five. That's ridiculous. Golden State over Minnesota in six. Golden State over Memphis in five. Wow. Okay. So then I have Sixers over Bucks in four. <laughs> First of all, let's let's just let's say something here. Tommy is totally going off of what his initial predictions are. I'm kind of staying in line with what I have to some degree. Obviously, some some of it's changing, but um, I've I've heat Celtics conference finals as what well, still and then the warriors and um still have the warriors sons but if i did have to make a change it would be the warriors over the sons all right bucks over sixers and seven where do you got the celtics heat series going i got the heat winning in seven games shaking my head on that one honestly um then i have Dallas over Golden State in seven. I'm doing it, Jet. I don't know why. I've Golden State over Phoenix in um, six games. And then I finally, I have Milwaukee over Dallas in six. I have the Heat over Golden State in seven. Wow. Because you beat the Atlanta Hawks, Jet? No, because the Suns are the clear best team in the NBA, and if they're not at full strength, the Heat are the number two team in the NBA. You so. seriously believe the Heat are the second best team in basketball? Still believe it. Believed it from the moment we, we put our power rankings on full display, and they still are. All right. I need a break from talking basketball with Jet for at least a day. At okay. least. 
Let's wrap this up then. Let's. Well, uh, I'd like to then go ahead and first get to our word of the day because we're giving Merriam-Webster one final chance. I like I promised Merriam. This is your last chance, Miriam Mosby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Word of the day. Guys, I am seeing this for the first time. Right as you guys do. Okay. The word of the day is cerebral. C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L. Cerebral. This is an adjective. Cerebral. That's how you say it, cerebral. And this is a word, you know, for the first time on the show, this may be a word that people have actually heard of before. Cerebral means of or relating to the brain or intellect or primarily intellectual in nature. Jimmy Butler, his cerebral cortex is all out of whack. You know what else is out of whack? Apparently his right knee. Apparently, the right knee's out of whack. I, I mean, that's what we're seeing if you check the box score, and that's why he's not playing. Or maybe it's because the cerebral cortex is in shambles, Jet. This guy doesn't want to play. He's basically Ben Simmons 2.0. Um, and if I had to pick a 3.0, it would be Zion Williamson. Pete Alonso's cerebral cortex is out of whack due to his recent hit-by-pitch fiesta. I mean, this guy has been hit in the head twice this season already. And for some reason, Mets fans think it's on purpose. It was literally a slider to the back of the helmet. I don't really understand how you think that's on purpose, Brendan. You guys got to figure it out over there. It, it, it has to do with the, the structure of the baseball as well. It, it doesn't have anything to do with like intent behind it. It's just the baseball yeah. is in if, bad shape right now. <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh Just got a message from Brendan Lynch on Twitter. The message is, your team is embarrassing. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) As as the Cardinals took their 1-0 lead over the Mets as we're speaking. As we're speaking. So I'm going to go ahead and live tweet Brendan on the show. First live tweet of the show. Cardinals own your franchise. Say hi to the podcast. You bum. Go ahead and check that out, ladies and gentlemen, because that was a tweet made fully out of anger. Uh, you know, I don't like to curse on this show, and, and he just made me cross the line by reading his tweet. Just unfortunate. Fix that cerebral cortex, Brendan. Uh, and that's about it for the word of the day. I hope you guys enjoyed this installment. I know it's a little bit weaker. I mean, we've had much better words before. I, I don't understand What's up with with MW Dictionary right now? By the now? way, um, if if we want to, you know, shout at anyone, it's really George Merriam and Charles Merriam, the founders of Merriam Webster, um, who are able to at least give us the the ability to do these word of the day segments. So it's shout out to them. Unfortunately, they're no longer with us. Way back in the late eighteen eighties, <laughs> they we we lost them. But um, there was that, that many words in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, apparently. Really? Apparently, <laughs> there was enough words in the eighteen hundreds to make a dictionary. Apparently, I'm, I'm sure. It was, I'm sure it was a few, a, a, a few shorter pages than it is now. But there's, <laughs> there's still a dictionary. Probably weren't seeing the word "bro" in there. See, we, we, we put our, we put our history spin in the show. We didn't forget. I know my notes yeah. didn't have that uh, today, but um, we found a way to make it happen. Yeah, I can put another spin of history in the show. The Miami Marlins 
contrary to popular belief, today will not go over 500 for the first time since 2017 in a real season. Um, that's not going to happen. Maybe sometime next year. I mean, they have the pieces. They have the young pieces. Yeah, just make sure. I I, I like to, when we, we say stats on the show, I like to quote sources just so we're not, you know, at fault for plagiarizing any any numbers or info that we get from publications. So. Yeah, well, you know where I got that from? I got it direct from Jet Statosphere. Uh, that that was read to me straight out of the Statosphere. I'd like to end this episode off by saying, shout out to Philadelphia Phillies for finally knowing what it feels like to put a baseball in play. We're two and zero in our last two. I mean, that's their best stretch of the season so far. Ties our first two games of the year for our most dominant stretches of baseball. I'm still confident this is a second place team. I'm still confident the Braves are a first place team. Um, Braves are going to figure it out. This is the same exact thing that happened last year to them. They started off super slow. Ronald Cooney is going to come back and be the Lord and Savior. Same for the Phillies. Once, you know, (laughs) once we finally get Zach Wheeler back to full strength, we're going to be a unstoppable force all right guys thank you so much for tuning in to the 25 8 sports cast all of a sudden jet thinks he does the intro and the outro so thank you everybody so much for listening it's been a pleasure having you along this ride with us episode 22 in the bank you can cash it you can cash it out credit debit check have a good one